Hey, welcome back to the episode of the Geeks and Terrians. Me, your boy Eli. Me, Joe. And we are here to talk about, to finally talk about our review on the 2022 movie, The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, and that's all we really need to know. And the circus is in it too. You did a good job, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, by the time this this episode releases, it's been at least like a week or two since it's released. So, I think it's fine to go into spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. let's face it, I don't think we could have held in on a lot of the stuff. Uh, yeah, because uh, as as people probably might know, um, this. Well, first of all, this is a new Batman uh, in its own... New Batman. New world. New yeah, universe. Yeah. Its own continuity, um, separate from what is essentially the current DCEU. Um, and, yeah, it, it's a bit... Uh, it, it's following Batman in, not year one, but year two. Mm-hmm. I thought is, it was year three. Well, I mean... Well, yeah, I think he said in... Well, I, I think year two... I, I don't know. I think he... Batman did say uh, he uh, was doing this for two years now, Mm -hmm. at least. So, yeah, probably, I don't know, I guess in my brain, I think year one, whatever. Mm. Yeah. uh, It's now year two. Basically, we're we're not, they do the the sort of homecoming thing where, like, we're not doing the origin, you know the origin, you know who gets shot and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I I mean, obviously they point out that, yes, you know, Thomas and Martha Wade got killed. They don't know who killed him, and you know, obviously Bruce is upset. Uh, it's very much uh, a young Batman. Uh, just he's still getting his uh, ropes across. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he still he he gets not to say that he's invincible. No, no, no. I think, and it's apparent throughout this film, and we'll talk about it as when when we do like our, our one minute uh, quick review of the of the film, but essentially. This is a more, like, I would say grounded Batman. Like, Jesus Christ, the amount of times he actually gets injured is actually very apparent. It's very noticeable in some areas. And there are times where I'm like, oh yeah, he's just barely starting off. He's, like, not really, you know, used to what he's going to be. And that's essentially the main thing going on throughout this film. Um, it's a, how he's also has a level of inexperience. <clears throat> But he's still sort of the the it, it, it emphasizes his intellect more so than in, than any of the other Batman movies. I, I would say. Yeah, yeah, especially considering um, uh, this is a uh, the villain for the movie. Yeah, so the villain of the movie is technically there's more villains. Kind of like how you know I'm gonna compare it to No Way Home because it's the most recent one. How No Way Home has a has a plethora of villains, like almost a Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Here you have at least. Three villains. And all of them are used... They're all connected in some sort of way. Right. And they all kind of have a connection with the Riddler. Some of them have a bigger role. Some of them have a smaller role. And and some of them have, you know... Are the exact... Are the reason for for such things to happen. Right. Right? The Riddler is the main stage character. He's the one that drives the the story. Mm-hmm. And might I add, holy shit, he's a great Riddler. Um, the actor playing Riddler is amazing. Yeah, because I feel like with the Riddler, it, you usually get one or two Riddlers. You get a very campy, over-the-top Riddler, i.e. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's Riddler from uh, uh, Batman uh, Forever. Forever. Uh, which, I mean, you know, he's not a bad Riddler. But no, he's... no, no, no. 
I think I think generally everyone can agree that Jim Carrey's Riddler, because a lot of people tend to have a very mixed feeling towards the Schumacher films. Yeah. But there's a level of camp and fun with them that I can agree with. Um, Jim Carrey is especially one in in Batman Forever, because if you were to go with like the more zany cartoony joke uh, Riddler, then yeah, that's that's the Riddler. Yeah, and uh, with this film, it went with the more like the other Riddler that we sometimes get. Who's like a very mastermind, like has very uh, creative riddles and you need to solve and stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff will even trump you if you're not smart enough. Yeah, so um, they definitely went with that route. Especially cause given how uh, grounded this Batman story is, they, they definitely go with a bit a bit of a serial killer kind of route with him as well. Yeah, you, you'll get, especially with it, if you look at his, the way he's, his outfit is designed... A lot of the ways his Riddler riddles and like, you know, the the stuff that he does is very, you know, especially the Zodiac Killer kind of levels of, of, of teasing. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of serial killers, and especially if you're a big like, you know, you know, true crime fanatic who likes those serial killers that tend to have like little notes and little tricks and all that stuff. Whether it be like BTK or, you know, like I said, earlier Zodiac Killer. Um maybe even, like, I don't want to say Black Dahlia, because Black Dahlia was, like, just the one murder, right? But so he was suspected for doing, like, more, right? So, but you'll find a lot of stuff like that within this iteration of, of the Riddler. So, yeah. <laughs> it's it, he, he is a very violent person. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, he, there's a lot of, like, crazy, almost Saw-like conundrums that he puts people through. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, but, but yeah, uh, uh, we also have, uh, I forget her name, but we have Catwoman in this movie. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz, yeah. Who I think did a, a fantastic job, uh, in her role. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's sort of a, I guess a b- brief rundown, you know, Batman, he's, uh... You're, you're forgetting, um, Jim Gordon. Right, Jim Gordon. Who was, who was, who at this point isn't commissioner yet, but is more detective and really, the, I would say the interaction between him and Bruce are probably one of the best ones they have, along with even... Well, I'll get into my review, my, my deeper thoughts later, but uh, Andy Serkis, in my opinion, is a really well-casted Alfred. Yeah, I, honestly, I completely forgot that uh, who was playing Alfred in this movie, because uh, I, I didn't necessarily keep that much track of like who Who's, is yeah. who, who is cast for who in, in this movie. So I, I think it was a legitimate surprise for me. I was like, "Wait, Andy Circus is Alfred in this?" I can totally see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. So, so um, any other characters? Um, Falcone was great. The guy who played Falcone was oh, John Turturro. John Turturro, the Jesus himself, uh, did a great job. Um, Colin Farrell as the as the Penguin, who's like unrecognizable in this role yeah absolutely the makeup on him was amazing mm-hmm. but he he did a fantastic job as um as the penguin and i think that's about it any like notable characters but yeah um but we'll talk more about like specifically bruce selena and more, some of these actors uh in, in later in the later of this episode but essentially we're, we're just gonna give our one minute thoughts on this film and um towards the end we'll give our our, our you know our rating just how it usually are. This is, this is more for people who don't know. But Joyce, you'll start us off first. In one minute, what do you think of the film? Alright, The Batman by Matt Reeves is definitely uh, probably one of the 
definitely a great Batman film. Uh, it explores a lot of the characters very well. Uh, it's very interesting to see a young Bruce in this sort of way. That's not like um, the Batman Begins of Christopher Nolan. It's very different. I love the cinematography for some of the, for some of the shots. It looks great. Uh, it, it does seem pretty cool to see sort of Gotham in this sort of very like hellish landscape and uh, seeing sort of Bruce having to deal with the Riddler and also like various stuff from his past and you know trying to like figure out like who what's going on you know just seeing sort of that like that one aspect of Batman we don't usually see the you know the cape you know the the world's greatest detective kind of thing it was really awesome. And overall, yeah, I think Robert Patterson is a pretty great Batman. All right, so you went a little bit over, but that's great. All right, but now I totally agree with everything you just said. And now this is the moment where I give my one-minute review. So, Batman, the Batman by Matt Reeves is essentially one of, and maybe would argue the one of the, be- the best Batman movie. I personally would say it's probably the second best, probably behind Dark Knight, but that's always me. I kind of jump back and forth on that situation. Uh... But Bat, everyone in this in this movie has acts really well. They do a really good job of portraying the characters that are from page to screen. And most notable roles, obviously, is Robert Pattinson. I do feel like this is an early Batman, so you're not going to get all that you would like out of, of the Bruce Wayne aspect of the character. But considering the roles that we are getting into, this really does focus more on Batman's role as a detective. There are times where even he stumbles upon some of uh, his work or his detective skills. But it all leads into a larger narrative about what it means to become a Batman and what is Batman's relationship to the city. And for that, I do really appreciate it. Um, we will give a review. And it's just, yeah, 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 all good. All good. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 masterful work. It's com- really comes from a place that, from a person who really knows Batman. But yeah, okay, so that's our review. <laughs> so this is where we're going to get more into the spoiler aspect. Um, obviously, you know, when you're doing a story involving the Riddler... The big question is, how are the riddles? <laughs> and like I said earlier, sometimes I got stumped. There's some, uh, well, I won't go that deep into it. There is a riddler riddle that involves kind of like Spanish. And clearly, I am a person who knows Spanish because I speak Espanol. Y mi Espanol es no perfecto, pero un poco bien. And, you know, if you understand, I'm sorry. If you didn't, yeah. Uh, but essentially, there is a moment where I'm like, it stumped me because, like, like the characters, they're like, they read it as Spanish, but they didn't realize, oh, this is bad Spanish. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think Alfred is the one that sort of decodes it first, because mm-hmm. the Riddler has uh, these uh, mm-hmm. glyphs or whatever that uh, they have to decode. And uh, Alfred is able to decode it, but he mentions that, you know, clearly the guy doesn't know Spanish, because this is not, like, that great Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, the whole thing. I think what stump, what probably would stump a lot of people is that it's not about like the reason why the the Spanish is bad is because it's like a uh, it's this whole like secret message that you need to put uh, for like something complete something else separate because mm-hmm. initially it's like oh we have to find because uh, the whole plot of this is that the Riddler is essentially targeting various. Uh, well-known Gotham. Well, uh, yeah, well-known Gotham, like, officials and police people and stuff uh, connected to this big crime bust they did, like, last year or whatever. And 
pretty much it's sort of like the Riddler's like I'm gonna expose the truth, like the dark secret of Gotham, and you know uh, it's gonna tear it down to the ground. And Bruce is very much like, well, this is bad. I gotta figure out what what the hell's going on. And especially mm-hmm. because uh, the Riddler is calling Batman out. You know, at the first crime scene, like all the police are like, what the hell is this guy doing here, Jim? Why are you bringing here? It's because because he asked for him. Because, you know, they have, he keeps leaving notes for Batman. It's like, for the Batman, I need you to solve this for me. So Yeah, because throughout the film, the, these two, uh, the Riddler sees Batman as sort of a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. So these two, they're, 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 we clearly come from the same cloth, right? Yeah. But uh, ironically, he doesn't know. And I will say, yeah. I did get stumped a bit, because I thought for a second, like, Riddler knew he was Bruce Wayne. Yeah, there is a moment, like, towards the very end of this film, uh... Where the Riddler has like released like a video or some of some kind on the internet, and they're trying to like the police are trying to like like uh, get rid of the uh, security lock for it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like there's various things on the walls of like the Riddler's like uh, hideout of like, like who is the Batman and stuff, and like he even calls for him to like meet up with the Batman in his cell. And Bruce is very much like, oh shit, does he know who I am? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they do. I won't lie; it is kind of a tense moment when you sort of like think, like, "Oh shit, maybe the Riddler knows." But at the end of the day, uh, the Riddler doesn't know. He's more like just talking about Bruce Wayne as the person, and not like, "Oh, I know you're Bruce Wayne." You know. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it, I won't. That, that, I think that was like definitely like a cool like little like kind of fake out, but also like because it's very tense because you're like, because hey, you know, for most Batman films, like. Uh, I mean, like, you, you know, most villains don't know who he is. I mean, I know in Dark Knight Rises, uh, Bane is like figures it out, mm-hmm. but I think that's mainly because of uh, the League of Shadows and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Talia, Talia Ghul has a, I think, it has a hand in that. Yeah, so like, it's not like that, like, big of a deal. Um, but in this one, it's like obviously it's like Bruce is like this is like sort of like I guess it's his first big like villain. Thing he has to go through because mm-hmm. for the most part he's been like taking out like various low level crooks and stuff mm-hmm. uh and he's like oh shit someone of this crazy Cali- yeah this caliber is is it figures it out yeah and it's it's kind of interesting to see just you know that sort of worriness in in, in his because he's still so early and everyone's just like so you know kind of don't know how to feel about the Batman because really the only person he has in contact with is Jim Gordon. Yeah, like, Jim's, like, the only one that's, like, all right with uh, Bruce. I mean, this is, like, they mentioned, like, uh, at the beginning of the film, like, you know, like, they've only just started implementing the back signal and only Gordon uses it to, like, call him up. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, like I, I was going to say uh, earlier when, like, Batman shows up at the first crime scene of this murdered uh, mayor... Uh, that, it was like, up for re-election, by the way. Yeah, it was up for re-election, and that's sort of like kind of a bit of a crux in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, all the cops are like, "What is this guy doing here? Like, we don't trust him. He's a maniac." Mm-hmm. You know, and that, I mean, there's that tension throughout for most of the movie up until like towards the end, where like you know, like they can finally sort of trust Batman mm-hmm. to be like, "Okay, this guy's he's on our side, basically." Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's helping us out, and mm. like it's it's the the when we when we said that at the beginning of this movie there's a culmination, and it's centered around sort of like the the relationship between sort of 
the people in charge and like how basically they kind of screwed up or like unintentionally led to the screw up that is Gotham. And it's kind of centered around Bruce's family, right? This sort of and this this is um, this is idea of like <clears throat> especially with the Riddler's um mindset is that Gotham was always going to be was was always like a city underbelly kind of shit because of the people who you know who are in charge and you know so like of sins of the father and that's a word that's reiterated throughout the film going through the you know the history of Gotham with starting off with the Waynes and it's funny because like throughout the film there's a couple of comics that I clearly see where it was inspired by and one of them was uh, Jeff Johns uh, Earth One books right it, or Jeff Johns wrote his wrote like um, the Earth One Batman stories, and they're still coming out. Uh, I think like really like random now, like like it's a it's like a graphic novel length, mm-hmm. and they're like always they're not and they always come out like when they're ready. <laughs> but in in early in the earlier comics in that they kind of go into that sort of situation because in there's a note that you know Martha Wayne, you know. Why did you say that name? Kind of shit. Yeah. Um, it's revealed that she is an Arkham. And if you are at least a, know a bit of like Batman lore, you know what Arkham is. Yeah. It's Arkham Asylum. And they kind of establish that, you know, hey, the Arkhams are known to be crazy. And in the book that Jeff John wrote, it's kind of like, it's not in give, telling you it is, but it's kind of like giving you the idea that like, oh, maybe that's where like Batman gets this like, craziness from it you know like the the smart kind and the kind of the good stuff that is bruce comes from the father and the crazy comes from the mother and they've been kind of doing that back and forth really in the comics Mm -hmm. i mean look at flashpoint yeah in the comics martha wayne becomes the joker after losing her son and you know thomas wayne becomes batman yeah so it's not that not that unheard of and it's kind of like this interesting story of like sort of legacy and how it affects the the future and how you know what you do affects further on yeah because there is a sort of theme going on with that and you can kind of see that especially with you know batman you know batman sort of handling of a lot of situations like there's a reason why you know even in the trailers they always go like i'm vengeance i'm vengeance kind of thing because there's a reason for that and when you watch the movie you'll know what i mean but essentially, that's sort of a really interesting uh, thing that I think the movie goes with, right? Yeah. Because this sort of idea that... Because... Let me ask you this. How many times have people said, oh, if Batman stopped being... Or Bruce stopped being Batman, how better the CD will be? That kind of shit? Yeah. It, it's it's This answers the question, right? This movie answers that question. Because like, how many times have people said, you know, why is Gotham always so fucked up why isn't batman like what if like bruce stopped being batman and started putting his money into well this movie kind of answers that question right well answers an idea as to why that that's kind of like hard to do yeah because uh as it turns out like uh a lot of the people that the river targeted uh are essentially dirty they've uh essentially have been funneling various monies from because the whole idea was that uh thomas wayne he was running for mayor and announced a sort of renewal project which he, he would spend a lot of his money on, you know, like, trying to rebuild Gotham. And then he gets killed. 
and all that stuff happens. But the renewal plan still goes through effect or whatever. Mm. But the thing is, uh, you know, the people in charge are essentially using it to funnel money. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, you know, uh, it goes through a lot of hands and, like, obviously uh, uh, gangsters are involved and all that stuff. And that sort of, yeah, I guess that, that does, yeah, I, guess I understand what you mean when you say, like, it answers that question where it's like, well, it's not necessarily Batman that's causing all this problem. It's more of the city itself and the people who run it are essentially just mm-hmm. taking advantage of, you know, mm-hmm. all this money that's supposed to be used to help the city, but they use it for their own means. Exactly. It's 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 very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, question, and it's something that I only feel like only stuff like Batman could could talk about because he is someone who is of that nobility is doing actually something good with it questionable yes but you know he out of compared to everyone else it's he's, he's probably the better option uh-huh. and th- i will say that throughout the film jesus christ when you're saying that uh, it gets tense holy fuck does it get tense yeah because god damn this is like this the, the, the bomb scene had me on edge <laughs> it's okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a little like nerd uh film stuff to you joey because i know you get this what, what was that old famous saying from uh alfred hitchcock when it comes to two people talking um i think it's sort of a it becomes a like if it's just i think i know what you mean if there's if you know if the audience knows that there's a bomb in the room but no one else knows mm. right it's kind of like uh everything's tense because you know that there's a countdown mm. but the characters don't know that mm-hmm yeah, so I get what you, yeah, and that's sort of a good way of pretension, and I get what you mean by that. Yeah, because that's basically what happens at you know the characters now. But it's just like, why is this? Why why is this man being? Why is a bomb around his neck? Why is the why is the Riddler doing this? And like, it's a lot of like tense moments, and like a lot. And I'm not saying that this movie isn't devoid of of of, of funny of like comedy. There is a lot. Of, there is some comedy throughout the film. Um, I'm just gonna say the thumb drive. Uh, yeah, the Riddler does a, a a nice little funny, I guess, pun, if you will, with a thumb drive. Uh, not gonna go that deep into it. Not, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we won't spoil that one, but if you, judging from how we describe the Riddler, I think you guys can figure out what we mean by a thumb drive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there there are like bits of comedic moments uh, to like sort of liven it up, and I do find, I think, uh, what they do with uh, Gordon. Like I I don't know why like I feel like he's very much they styled him off of like a like he's a very horrible detective like Jesus Christ mm-hmm. you know like he he's, seems like the classic sort of detective you would see in like a, mm-hmm. in, a in a crime movie yeah you know and he has to you know he just has to deal with Batman and stuff and like sometimes Batman will do like obviously he does the thing where like he's there for one second and then he leaves and he just like Jordan's like where'd you go <laughs> he's a he's that he's that one detective who's like who's good and like is by the book. But even he gets stumbled upon a lot. I guess like Morgan Freeman in Seven. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I won't. And speaking of Seven, this movie does give me Seven vibes, mm-hmm. which uh, which I I feel like might be somewhat intentional because both movies involve having to find a serial killer and uh, involved in this you know in a very uh, sort of like grisly town. Uh, except the, the difference here is that. Instead of having uh, was Matt Damon as your young, hot-blooded rookie detective, 
mm-hmm. with uh, this older like I just want to get to retirement detective. It's very it's a uh, you got Gordon and handling stuff, and then you get Batman. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got Batman instead of Matt Damon, and uh, Batman doesn't kill. So Wait, you know Matt, you mean Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. I'm sorry. So what happened? That's like one of your favorite movies. I know. Uh, l- listen, they they both like. All right, you know what it is? They're both in a uh, Goodwill Hunting, right? Yeah. And Wait, then, Matt Pitt isn't good in Goodwill Hunting. Is he not? No. I know Matt Damon's in it. There's someone else in there, no? Yeah, I think it's Ben Affleck. <laughs> listen, all white people look the same to me. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm not. Oh, listen. Nine people, white people in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, they all had a almost distinct look. Yeah. yeah, I mean, double check on that because I'm, I'm, I'm starting to question myself. But anyways, uh, continue with your thought. Uh, my point is, is that uh, this movie shares a lot of similarities to Seven, Zodiac uh, too. And I mean, you well, yeah, obviously because you know uh, the Riddler is definitely very inspired by the Zodiac killer in mm-hmm. this. Uh, so obviously, the movie Zodiac would share similarities. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, uh, if I could, if I could say like one great thing, another great thing about this movie is that, like you said earlier, the cinematography was awesome. Um, just the opening shot, opening scenes, really. I wouldn't say shot. The opening like moments of of Bruce narrating, you know, talking about uh, his role in the city, how everyone and you know how everyone is, and just like the moment where they all like all these villains are just running around. And, like, they look up to see, you know, the bad signal. And then, like, just look at a shadowy corridor and be like... I'm gonna run away. Yeah. It's just, like, so good. I was like... Because, like, we all know where he's gonna show up. Because we've seen the trailer. And we see, there's that one sequence from the trailer that shows up in early in this movie. But, like... The fact that uh, this just the build up to that was was something I really enjoyed in that uh-huh. movie. Um, a lot of the actors, like I said, Zoe Kravitz was an amazing. It's almost like her movie at the same time. I mean, yeah, uh, Catwoman definitely has uh, a bit of a role in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's definitely not just a side character. She has her own uh, arc she goes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, seeing her relationship with Bruce is interesting. Although I will admit, a little jarring that they're like, like they're like, next encounter of like, all right, we gotta work together. Stuff. She's already kind of like into him. Oh, like, she's oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I won't lie, that's a little jarring, but I get. I mean, I get it. Like Batman, Catwoman have always been sort of an item back and forth, you mm-hmm. know. So. Well, my thing, if I would say like one weird thing about it, is just how quickly adept she is to the whole cat burger thing well i mean i feel like it's clearly implied that she's been like moonlighting for, and doing like some of this stuff as a side job for like mm-hmm. a while i mean she clearly has all these tools already so she's been clearly she's been like a cat burglar for like a while mm-hmm. and it's not until you know obviously meeting with bruce and stuff that we get to see her sort of you know uh display that stuff yeah uh, but yeah, she has her own sort of a uh, side plot and and and, and uh, very uh, sort of interesting. I will admit, 
Uh, it, it, they do sort of. I think I think they try to set up like I don't know, I don't think they're gonna set up that she's gonna have her own spinoff movie or whatever. Because mm-hmm. she does by the end of the movie, she decides to leave Gotham to go to Bloodhaven. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a comic book reference. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, but it, I don't. I I wouldn't be like surprised or shocked if she decides. I, I to come will back. say though. Um, the stuff that she was up to throughout the movie uh, was probably one of the most interesting things that she's done. It's just in the fact that um, it's it all leads into like because again, like I said, it involves like you know your past and what you leave for the future. Uh, she does confront her past in a sense, uh-huh. and it's really interesting to see how that turns out. Um, the one, I mean, Penguin was great. Uh, Falcon was great. I think the one person I feel like was great. But was lacking and not lacking in terms of acting it's just lacking in the story like it the per, this character didn't have much to do and it was sadly had to be the one character I wish didn't have the, didn't go through this and it was Alfred because mm-hmm. I I really like the moments with Alfred my my only thing was like man there's not enough moments of like interactions between the two aside from them doing their jobs <laughs> Yeah, they're like they don't get like a whole ton of like. I mean, obviously, like uh, Bruce is a uh, he kind of like an uh, a bit of an emo child. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, like you know, he's like, "You're not my dad, Alfred. Leave me alone." <laughs> You're not my dad. Because like Alfred's like, "Listen, you need to meet with the investors and all that stuff." So I was like, "Leave me alone, Alfred. This is more important." <laughs> it's like, all right, you know. Uh, but I mean, you know, obviously Alfred helps out like. Mm. And Which it, are great scenes. Are great scenes. Yeah, and it, it's. It, I think it's implied that Alfred has trained him in fighting a little bit. Yeah, they went. With, I think they went with that one version of of, of Batman, which I think we both agreed that's one of our favorite. Uh, beware of the Batman. Yeah, like we're we're, beware in Beware the Batman cartoon where we find that Alfred was an MI6 teenager, MI6 agent, whatever. Yeah, he was former MI6, and he's he's the one that trained Bruce in all his fighting skills and stuff. Which I mean, that's freaking cool. Like that. that, that that's like. How can you not like that? That take, it's like, yeah. It's like, wait, bro, wait, Alfred, were were you James Bond? <laughs> were you were you James Bond bonding it up, and then you're like, I'm gonna retire to be this uh, dude's butler, and then you train the next, you you train Batman. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that is that is a pretty cool take. I mean, obviously, uh, it's very limited. Yeah, it's. It, I guess it is very limited in terms of like. Okay, clearly, like Alfred can have like done all the, like teach them like all this crazy ninja and all that stuff, tactics. Um, but but yeah, it's uh, it is neat, and I do agree that uh, at least Alfred does feel not like he he's he has a very minor role. Like, not to say that most because it feels like a lot of times, uh, the role of Alfred has always been sort of like a. A wise sort of mentor figure that sort of like tells Bruce like, sort of like you know whenever Bruce is having like difficulties, he's always the guiding voice of like, you need to do what's right, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we, we do get that here, uh, but at the same time, uh, yeah, for how long this movie is, it it is sort of criminal criminal how uh how how many how like very few scenes we get of uh Andy Serkis as Alfred cuz yeah he is a good Alfred. Yeah and and don't get me wrong I think it's implied that he's been trying to but he can't really reach him. And I get that. I totally understand that but there's also like not enough like sentimental moments for for us to really get to like cuz there's a scene where he gets hurt, right? Mm-hmm. 
And Bruce is like, I gotta save Alfred, kind of thing. But, like, I don't know. For me, there wasn't that much, like, if I didn't know it was Alfred, right, I wouldn't care. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. Because, like, I was like, oh, no, Alfred, no, no. Don't tell me you're going to do this to him. And Bruce is, like, trying to, like, be quick about it and be like, I got to go save Alfred. And they do, like, a cop-out. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because, uh, if we want to get into it, um, the Riddler's next target is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because, like I said, it's... Uh... You know, it's a whole yeah. Like we got, he's got, he's targeting the uh, all the rich and uh, powerful people in Gotham, and especially like the government, government, but particularly Bruce Wayne because of his father Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, the sins of the father, kind of thing, and uh, you know, Bruce is essentially just trying to get back to Wayne Tower, and uh, essentially he 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 doesn't make it in time. Yeah, he doesn't make it in time. I mean, Alfred does. Alfred doesn't die. Obviously, he gets he gets hospitalized, mm. which I guess to like, to like it's an explosion. So you're kind of just like, how the hell did Alfred survive that? <laughs> He's an MI six engine man. He's used to it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but like, yeah, yeah, it is uh, pretty crazy. Because mm-hmm. I guess my thing was, uh, considering this was a regular story, and like, to be fair, Alfred already does a bit of this because I already mentioned it. That Alfred helps to decode a lot of the the ciphers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was thinking, oh, maybe. Alfred's role in this movie is, like, going to be super support. Like, I'm going to be helping you crack some of these ciphers. Mm. And, you know, I, there's probably going to be moments... Because of... this is an early Batman. He probably wouldn't be smarter. Like, it would take, like, at least two, maybe three people to help to crack this code, right? Yeah, and, like, uh, you know, maybe uh, Bruce sees it this way, you know, gets a riddle this way. But then uh, Alfred has, like, a moment of, like, well, what if we just do this? And it's, like, aha moment. Uh, you know, just in the back, just sort of like trying to decipher all that stuff. But uh, now they 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 sort of figure the cipher out pretty quickly, and yeah, and and Alfred just becomes more of like emotional support, which I mean, it's not bad because it's what you want Alfred to be. But there's not enough like emotion. There's not enough of that to really garner what 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 they try to do. Uh huh. And I don't know. Maybe in the sequel will be more better. Which let's face it, they're probably gonna get. Um, but yeah, no, I still, I still wish there was more scenes with Alfred. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to be bothered by, uh, the portrayal of Bruce in, in the Batman movie. Yeah, because I think m- most people are, are, are used to, uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne having these two personas. His, obviously his Bruce Wayne persona being the billionaire playboy who just sort of like mm. goofs off and like. You know, and that's his explanation. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Let's... to contrast, he's very serious and mm-hmm. uh, uh, business sense of uh, always on business mm-hmm. uh, approach with Batman. And, you know, we obviously saw that with the Christopher Nolan movies. And here it's more of like Batman. Bruce is a very recluse guy. Like, they make a joke about, like, attending the mayor's funeral and, like, they're like, holy shit, you're here? Yeah, like even uh, Carmine Falcone, uh, you know, who's like, who's is who, known, who is known to be a, a recluse, is like, he, I'm surprised you're even here. Like, I'm, you're more recluse than I am, and yeah. that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and which I get, I think uh, the main reason why they do this is because uh, I think you, as we mentioned, this is still early Batman. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's Bruce still hasn't sort of like figured out like a way to like separate the two. Mm-hmm. You know, like try to find some way of like, okay, I need to be in Bruce Wayne mode and okay, I need to be in Batman mode. Which I, I think uh, makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, this Bruce is definitely sort of like driven to do all these things. I mean, obviously, you know, he's like, I am vengeance, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, He's very driven, very motivated, and he, he can't really turn off Batman mode. Yeah. Because like, I think, like, hell, half the reason he attends the funeral is mainly because, like, he, he's just like, the killer's going to be here because, you know, he's yeah. he, he's probably going to get, uh, he, he wants to see, like, this stuff go down, all right? So, he, you know, he's very, more, he's more, like, attentive to just things happening around him. He He's concerned more about being the Batman than being Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Which is is not a thing I think. I don't think it's something that most people would be okay with. But in context of the story, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I, I do agree in the context of the story, and I think probably even like in the comics, like probably early versions, like Batman in his early years probably was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not until he sort of like develops, like okay, I need to like, you know, like develop this persona as Bruce Wayne to like. Essentially, keep people off his scent mm-hmm. of being Batman. It's like there's no way Bruce could be Batman. Look at this guy; he's a fun, jolly guy. <laughs> uh, he's scared shitless when Joker shows up. How is he gonna be ready for? How is he gonna be Batman? Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, that's sort of like I guess uh, that the explanation, and I and I do understand what, that some people probably would be sort of like a myth. I I guess. Yeah, I guess they probably would be a little upset, but I think that it, it's more of like a, well, what is this kind of vibe? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. it, it's something that people aren't used to, but uh, I mean, obviously we're probably going to get uh, more mm-hmm. uh, sequels with this. It's it's kind of like how uh, we've talked about this earlier, like uh, a while back, kind of like in the Homecoming movies, how essentially this is the build up to... Peter Parker being Spider-Man, right? Being or the true, honest Spider-Man. This is, in a way, that, but in, kind of like in one film. Or, well, in his way, right? Yeah, I think, uh, and I think that's uh, what they want. That's definitely what they uh, did, I think, in this film. is uh, This is going to, this is sort of a, of a Batman who's learning, okay, what does it mean to be Batman? What does it mean to be, like, what the city needs, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the movie, uh, Bruce has this sort of revelation of, like, maybe I shouldn't be this sort of, like... Uh... Right, because, like, like, like throughout the film, it's like, you know, the pa- the, the way you affect it kind of, you know, leads into to, to how it is in later in the future, right? There's a moment where he, you know, the phrase that he continues to utter is, I am vengeance, kind of hits him back. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realizes, oh... Oh, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, like he 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 sort of s- decides to like stop being this sort of like symbol of fear and like trying to like you know crack down on the crime that way and sort of sees himself more as like like a a symbol of hope, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has to realize like okay, a, a very superhero thing to do. Yeah, like I can't just be this vengeance-filled uh, rage machine that goes after criminals. I have to like you know. Cause he's like, cause you know, he's very much like crime's still up, even though I've been doing this for two years. What's my effect on the city? 
he realizes his effect on the city is to give people hope, mm-hmm. to inspire them. It's like, hey, there's a guy out there trying to, you know, get rid of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what he learns at the end of the movies. Or like, I have to be this symbol of hope, you know, to mm-hmm. help to give people uh, the reinsurance that, that we can change. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I think we're getting close to it because I think that's about all I got to say. Um, but let me ask you this. I say this movie is almost as good as The Dark Knight. Um, I say it's better than Batman Begins. It's better than um, a lot of the other stuff. What do you think? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you that. Um, I I, uh, I I think there are... I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I don't... I guess I, I like them both equally. Yes. I don't know which is better. But... Because I think The Dark Knight, um, I think half of what makes The Dark Knight so good is uh, the Joker performance, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, you know, that contrast between uh, Christian Bale's Batman and Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, that sort of, like, bashing rivalry and stuff. Uh, and here, I, I definitely do agree. Uh, I do think... Not agree. Uh, that uh, Batman and the Riddler have a similar sort of vibe of like, like Riddler like really does make this movie work, like especially his portrayal and like, just like the the actor, mm-hmm. and, you know how they bounce off each other, especially in that scene in the in the uh, in Arkham Asylum with them both. Uh, and yeah, I I, I think. This film, more or less, uh, definitely sort of keeps true to what makes Batman Batman. Mm-hmm. I I just I can't I just can't like really think off the top of my head like do I prefer one or the other, but I think mm-hmm. they're both like one of the best Batman movies ever made, right? Yeah, they're both like some of the best Batman movies ever made. So I I, I yeah I, no, no no I totally understand where you're coming from. I um I feel the same way whenever people ask me about Spider Verse or. Uh, you know, Far From Home. I feel like those two are the epitome of, like, what makes Spider-Man so great. Like, and especially when it comes from, like, two different perspectives, one being from Miles Morales and one being from Peter Parker. I totally get what you're saying in that sense. Um, I, I I guess my only other thing was, like, do you, how did you... I mean, we already said Bat- Batman is probably one of the best Batmans we have. Um, really, I don't think there's ever been a bad, bad Batman betrayal. Uh, yeah, I feel like most... People that have been picked to play Batman uh, bring their own things to it. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael Keaton, uh, I think, was a solid Batman. And then you had uh, Val Kilmer, who I think he was all right. Uh, just not, very forgettable. Yeah, he's just very forgettable. George Clooney as Batman, I think, uh, was more of like... A great Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and he's a very campy Batman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christian Bale's Batman, I think worked i mean obviously it, uh, at the same time it started that whole meme of like batman just having a very growly voice you know i'm batman yeah i'm batman rachel where are you rachel where are they yeah um yeah i think i think at least um Christian bell was a nice i wouldn't say perfect but it was a okay balance between both Bruce yeah because he could play bruce well and he could play batman pretty all right mm-hmm. And we had uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, and honestly, I feel like 
all the stuff that's gone down with the DCEU and stuff has uh, very sort of... Uh, soured. Soured it. Because we got like a version of Batman that's very old and like uh, bitter and angry. We never really got to see. We got to see him be like a little bit like what what like a prime Batman would be. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't get much of a chance. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't. But damn, that he fit the role. He definitely did. Like I think he he definitely worked to like fit the role of being that sort of Batman. Mm-hmm. Although I will admit, probably the one thing I really didn't care for in in those movies is he had like a voice changer to make his voice deeper. I was okay with it. Like, if that decision to me has always been sort of like a, one of those like <laughs> one of those sort of decisions of like, well, clearly, you know, if Batman's just talking with his regular boy, people are gonna know he's Bruce Wayne, mm. you know, kind of things. And here mm. we don't have that. It's just Robert Pattinson talking in a bit more serious tone mm. when he's Batman. So that's why I like the most about his portrayal uh, is that he's not really like, he's not doing another voice. It's, he's just being more serious with his voice. Pattinson? Pattinson, yeah. Okay. For a second, I talking about, uh, uh Affleck? Bad, no, yeah. I, Affleck, you know, he has a voice changer. I don't like it. I, 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 I get the decision. I just didn't think it's necessary. Well, I think, I think, I think another thing, if I were to, if I get what you're coming from, I think, but I think what it is, is that it's not that different from his actual voice. Yeah. There's, it doesn't deepen it. It just distorts it a bit. Yeah. Like, just a bit. And it's, it's still like, no, that's still your voice. Yeah. Like, anyone can get that. All right, I think, yeah. Well, so what's your rating then? Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be a solid 9 out of 10 for me. Mm, so why 9 out of 10 out of 10? Um, I think half the reason for, like, not being 10 out of 10 is I don't want to say it's because of the length. Because it is a long movie. It's it's almost almost a three-hour movie. Yeah, and unlike uh, Far From Home, which is also like almost three hours, uh, Far From Home doesn't feel like three hours. This movie definitely felt like it, but I get the reason why it's this long because a lot of it is based on the mystery of who, where, where's the Riddler? Who is he? And like, can we like you know stop him before he kills someone again? You know, it's all about the mystery and stuff, and I get that. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, there's definitely some scenes that I think could have been cut down a bit. I know the car chasing is definitely like a solid highlight of the of the movie, especially towards the end, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a cool shot at the end of that car chasing, but at the same time, I'm just like, man, this could have just this went on a bit too long for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool, but it went it went on just a bit too long. And I think probably another thing is that uh, Catwoman sort of plot. I mean, it it, it has a nice uh, conclusion. But then she's kind of like there in the like the final like act, mm-hmm. like randomly. I assume just to like, you know, have her be there. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's a little. I guess it's a little odd, but I mean, I'm fine with it for the most part. I just think that like, it, it probably would have fit better if uh, she was along for the whole ride. Yeah, if she was kind of along for the whole ride. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I I think those are sort of like mm. more of the stuff. Obviously, like I think the, the Alfred stuff is also kind of that. But besides all that, uh, I mean, I still think it's a great movie. You know, it really, uh, it's a really, it's a real solid movie. Great movie, yeah, yeah. and like truly, uh, it's a great version of Batman. 
No, I'm with you on the whole nine because like it's it's not a it's it's not a perfect movie, right? I, I rarely ever give a ten out of ten. Um, I mean, I mean, I gave Far From Home a ten out of ten. That's mostly because like for me, there was a lot of emotional weight there and like a lot of like catharsis and a lot of like moments. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good kind of situation. Um, there's a lot of that, but there's always some. There's a, I felt there's something lacking in it, and I think it maybe like I said earlier the um the the Alfred scenes, the some of the stuff that went on for too long, but I felt like a lot of it was done really well. That it's kind of hard for me not to say it's not a, almost a perfect movie, but yeah, no, I'm 100 percent with you. A nine out of ten is really my thing. So nine out of ten is really basically what we're gonna give it, mm-hmm. and it's like almost a perfect score. That that, that doesn't damage it at all. But yeah, let's let's, let's, let's we can both agree on that. Almost perfect, uh, almost perfect. Um, but yeah, guys, if you enjoy what we heard, be sure to li- follow us on social media at the Geese Interiors. We have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are most active on our Twitter. And if you go on Twitter, you'll probably find a link tree to all the podcasts that we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora, and much, much more. And you will find a link to our YouTube for all you audio listeners out there who want to ch- check out the guys, uh, how we how we are and how we're doing. Be sure to follow us there. Comment, like, subscribe. We also have a Patreon for anyone who wants to support us in any form of way. And yeah, the Batman. Matt Reeves Batman. Go fucking watch this movie. It's still... Like, we both gave it a 9 out of 10. And that that should mean how good it is. Yeah, it is a really good movie, and for and for now, it's only in theaters. So go, go, <laughs> just like you, just like you did for Far From Home. Go watch that movie. Yeah, it's so good. I think this is the second. This is what this is the first movie review we did the the year. This is our, yeah. I think this is technically our first movie review because Far From Home was December. December. Uh, yeah, and we did that. I, I'm pretty sure we didn't uh, post that in January. So we, yeah, yeah, we posted that in December. So yeah, yeah that was the last one before we went on break. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, the next one's gonna be what? Um, we got some shows coming up though. Yeah, we have shows coming up, and uh, I think the next big movie that we'll probably be doing is uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. Anyways, guys, hope you guys enjoy and you guys have a good time. Anyways, later, guys. Peace. <laughs>